This is Contractor Sense with Ruth King. Welcome to Contractor Sense. Here you discover ideas, tactics, news, and information that matters to your contracting business and you. I'm your host, Ruth King. This episode is sponsored by HVAC Trustbooks. Go to HVACTrustbooks.com to discover how this tool can help you close more sales. Thank you for joining us. Here is how we will help your business and you today. Do you have a steel cage or maybe even a titanium cage around your customers? What do I mean by this? Well, today I'll give you my definition of a steel cage and what you can do to make sure that you have one around your customers. So first, let's talk about the steel cage. In last week's uh, Contractor Sense podcast, I talked about who came first when you know the phone's ringing off the hook and you have 123 phone calls in four hours, which has happened to one of my clients. And so I told I'm, my philosophy has always been that we take care of customers that are maintenance customer maintenance agreement customers first. And so those are the ones who really and truly do have cages around them. So my definition of a cage or a steel cage or a titanium cage is number one. When, a, when one of your customers sees a competitor's truck in a neighbor's driveway, she doesn't ask her neighbor how service was. She ignores it. Number two, when a customer doesn't pay attention to the lettering on the side of an HVAC truck she sees when she's driving, the company name doesn't even register with her because she has no need. Number three. When a customer sees a postcard or a letter from a competitor's business, she immediately throws it in the trash and doesn't spend a nanosecond to open it or read it. Number four, when a customer sees an ad from another heating and air conditioning company on TV, she walks into the next room and get a drink. Yeah, I'll return to watching the show after those stupid commercials are done. She ignores it. And the last one, number five, is when a customer needs your telephone number and can't find it, she types your company's name into the search box rather than air conditioning repair and the name of your town. So those are how I define caged customers. Okay. All right. Some more definitions or some more, I would say, characteristics more so than definition of caged customers. They're so loyal to you, they don't even think about trying another company the next time they need service. And how many of them are out there that, you know, you did a great job, it was okay, but they're not totally convinced that it was perfect or they kind of liked the tech or they kind of didn't like the tech and they said, well, maybe I'll just try somebody else next time. Those customers who you have in a cage wouldn't even think about trying somebody else next time. You know, they, you know, I'm using the marketing terms here. They know, like, and trust you to take care of all their home and business comfort needs. The know, like, and trust, people have to know you before they like you, and they have to like you before they trust you, which means that all of your technicians need to be likable and trustable, if that's such a word. Okay. All right. Cage customers usually open a, usually own a maintenance plan, although some of them don't. Uh, it might be because they weren't asked. It might be because they're a um, municipality and they love working with your company. But if they signed a maintenance agreement before they signed it, 
by law, they'd have to go out for three bids or put it out for bid or put an RFP out or something along those lines. They don't want to do that. They just want to work with you and they tell you, okay, all of your invoices have to be less than X number of dollars so that we don't have to go out for bid on this particular project. Okay. So they're usually on a maintenance plan. Next, they know exactly who to call when something happens, your top of mind awareness, and they have your number in their cell phones. Okay, they may not go that far, but, you know, if they don't have your number in their cell phone, they know they go to the magnet on the refrigerator, the chip clip that you've given them, the jar opener that you've given them, or, you know, a sticker that you've placed somewhere in the home on their units, on their breaker boxes, whatever. But there's your phone number is in their home and they know where to see it. You know, if if you've got a... um, magnet on the refrigerator, they see it all the time subliminally. They don't see it consciously because after a while, it just kind of goes into the background as they're opening the refrigerator door. But if they needed you, they know exactly to go to that magnet on the refrigerator door or they know exactly to go to that sticker on the, the breaker box or something along those lines. Okay. The caged customer also reads your emails. They read your postcards. They read your letters. They know who you are, and so they're going to listen to your, your marketing messages or messages that you might have specifically for them. And the last thing that your cage customers do is give you phenomenal testimonials and refer you to their friends, neighbors, relatives, coworkers, whatever. All right, so your cage customers are the ones who write your paychecks year after year after year. You know, obviously, you want to get as as many caged customers as you possibly can, and obviously, you don't want to lose one. So if you look at this, you're really talking a lot about maintenance agreement clients, but not necessarily only clients. And when we get back from the break, I'm going to give you some ways that you can make sure that you take care of your caged customers and that you have one around your customers. Thanks for listening to Contractor Sense. We'll be right back. Do you ever have warranty leak issues? One of Ruth King's clients did about four years ago. Thousands of dollars in expense and unhappy customers. She solved this problem for him though. How? With a leak letter that every customer must sign when the service technician discovers a refrigerant leak. Once they implemented the letter, there were no more warranty leak headaches. No warranty leak callbacks. Happier customers. The surprising result was more replacement sales too. To get a copy of the leak letter for free, just send Ruth an email at ruthking at hvacchannel.tv. That's Ruth King at HVACchannel.tv. You can't. That's what my daughter Kate told me when I said I wanted to make financials fun. The gauntlet was laid down. The red blanket was waved in front of the bowl. Ronin the rubber duck was born. This ebook is a whimsical look at financials from a duck's perspective. To get this fun, easy to read Kindle book, go to Amazon and search for Ronin the rubber duck dives into financials. That's R-O-N-A-N, the rubber duck, dives into financials. Let me know if I made financials fun for you. We're back. Thanks for listening to Contractor Sense. Before the break, I gave you my definition of what a caged customer is and some of the characteristics of caged customers. And you want to cage around as many customers as you possibly can. You know, obviously, you want as many paychecks that you can rely on as often as you possibly can. So... How do you make it easy for them to do business with you? How do you make it so that um, they enjoy it? They talk about you. You know, because think about it. Most of the time, if their air conditioner is working or their furnace is working, 
they don't even think about you. They don't talk, think about calling you. They don't need to call you. Um, everything's working fine, and they're happy campers. The only time they start thinking about air conditioner or heating is when it gets really, really hot or really, really cold, or they have a problem. And when they do have a problem, you want them to think about you first. I want to start this segment off, you know, after that initial overview with a a blog post. It's not really a blog post. Rick Hausick does what I do with my written version of Contractor Senses. Every Monday morning, I get an email from Rick, and he writes really cool stuff. And a couple weeks ago, he had an email that said pretty much, you know, how do you make it easy for your customers to bi- to do business with you? And he started it off by saying, this is what we do. And think about it. All of your employees are customers, correct? They're customers of something. So they take their car to the mechanic. You know, in the days when we could, they went to a restaurant or, you know, frequented some store or something along those lines. But most of them, I would say the majority of them probably have cars and they probably take them in to be serviced when there's a problem or whether they need oil changes or maintenance or stuff like that. So the question is, you know, when you go, if you only do HVAC and you don't do plumbing, is, you know, you're a, you're a customer of a plumbing company, you're a customer of, you know, you take your car in or things that are aligned and allied with our businesses. What are the things that annoy you about taking your car there or, you know, make you mad or those types of questions? You know, what drives you nuts? about taking your car there. You're still going to do it because they're a great mechanic or something along those lines, but it's the little things that you want to take care of. It's the little things that really make the difference between that caged customer and customer who will think, well, I really thought that was okay, but you know, my coworker told me about this phenomenal mechanic and maybe I'll try him next time. All right, so it's the little things that absolutely drive you nuts. And probably it's those little things that are not going to cost you a whole lot of money to fix. A lot of times it's just simply following up. A lot of times it's just simply making a phone call to to remind you that you have an appointment. Maybe it's following up after the service was done. Maybe it's greeting you by your first name. I mean, little things that drive you crazy about taking a product, you know, your, your car or some other thing that you own for service or, you know, just being out in the stores. You know, what drives you nuts? Ask them. And they're the ones who are going to help you create the list to make it easy for your customers to do business with you. And think about it. You're a customer. What drives you nuts? And I'm sure there are some things about some places that you go and you frequent and you, you know, plop down your hard-earned dollars that, it drives you crazy, but you do it anyway because they're the best or you're looking for somebody else very subtly. The thing is you want to be the best and have those annoyances That's the, and not have those annoyances. That's the steel cage. All right. So number one is make sure you get rid of all the little annoyances. Number two is to make sure that your warranties, guarantees, and the things that you do are consistent and they are always used, all right? So if you have technician one who goes to Mrs. Jones's home or company A, B, and C's home or office, and technician one does it the way you want it done, i.e., you know, parks their truck where the customer can see the lettering on your truck when 
she, you know, looks back on the curtains when he knocks on the door. You know, he does the proper script that you want done. And he truly starts building trust with the customer from the moment that the customer sees the truck in her driveway. And then you have technician number two who doesn't do it that way. Does it the way he feels like it, the way he wants to do it. And so you have Mrs. Jones, who had an absolutely phenomenal experience with Chuck, with uh, technician A, and Mrs. Jones, who had a so-so experience with technician B. That doesn't bode well for building trust. That doesn't bode well for building the cage around your customers. Um, one of the things that always you should do, especially with your newer technicians, is to follow up by phone. One of my clients hired a new technician, great technically, out of one of the really good trade schools and knew his stuff, knew his stuff technically really, really, really well. Got out in the real world and nobody told this kid how to talk to a customer. So we were following up on his service calls, you know, after he'd been trained, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, he was out on his own, and we always follow, you know, brand new tech always follow up on their calls no matter what. And so the person on the phone was perceptive enough to hear something in their voice. And so she stopped and she said, well, Mrs. Jones, you know, I understand that the call went well and your system's working right, but it sounds like there was something that was not exactly right with this call. And she was perceptive enough to listen to the tone of their voice to to, to hear this. And what she got back most of the time was, yeah, the equipment's fixed. Yeah, the house is cooling again. But please don't send that tech back ever again. Now, young, bright, hotshot tech who knows this stuff technically can't take care of a customer. So we had to sit him down and teach him how to talk to a customer because he was great technically, but if customers don't want him back, they're not going to call you again. They are going to be in a situation where they'll either look online for a competitor or they'll always call somebody else because they weren't happy. They did not have a steel cage around this particular customer, this particular technician's customers that he went to see. Or if there was, he was about to break out. The customer was about to break out of it. So we saved a whole bunch of customers, and we taught somebody who was a great technical tech how to talk to customers. Everybody wins in that particular case. So what you want to do is you want to make sure that you take care of the little annoyances, number one. Number two is to make sure that everybody is consistent on how they talk with the customer, how they greet with the customer, how they leave the customer's location, and always, always, always follow up. I mean, you can make sure you can take care of the minor issues before they become major crises, and you can also make sure that the customer is happy and you can keep them, him or her, in the steel cage. So thank you for joining us. Choose one thing that you discovered and implement it in your business. These ideas, tactics, and strategies help you make more money, have more free time, and give back. If you like today's program, spread the word. Please review this podcast on any device you're listening to it on. Help a fellow contractor make more money, too. For comments or questions, call me at 770-729-0258 or email ruthking at hvacchannel.tv. Thanks for listening. Have a great and profitable day.